Review. How you doing today? Good. How are you? Uh, well, I could be better. Schalke lost today, but that's to be expected. Um, they're going to have some trouble staying up this year if they continue to put in performances like that. However, was pleased we at least got a goal and showed a little bit of fight. And you have you have a new signing coming in for next week, so I think I think the Schalke we're going to see. Next weekend will be a little different, and obviously, first first game back. I think it's it's to be expected. And uh, with all due respect to Schalke, they were up against a, a top quality Cologne side, so you know it's tough. Obviously, watching that, I wanted Schalke to win as well, but but I think uh, there's reasons to be optimistic um, for the next couple of weeks. All right, but Byron, um, so. Minutes in. Mane, 29 minutes in. Musala scores in the 35th minute. Serge Navri, 43rd minute. And then they add Musala adds a one in the 83rd for good measure. Um Tears Frankfurt, the Europa League champions, absolute shreds. Um, wasn't even a match in Frankfurt, I might add. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think two things from Frankfurt side of things is, you know, I told the Frankfurt uh, thing uh, is they needed a striker. I said this when they sold Silva I uh, two years ago. They didn't bring anybody remotely close to what Silva brought to that team. They they wait another summer. They get Luis Lario, who I'm excited to see Lucas Lario. I don't know what, as a number one if he can do 15. Maybe he can. The problem is he was on the bench the whole game. They brought on two other strikers, did nothing. Defensively, they were shambolic. Kevin Trapp did the best he possibly could, and he was at fault for, for only one of the goals, maybe. So it wasn't like it was the, the defensive measure of Frankfurt was horrendous, and obviously um, Bayern started hot, and they just, they just didn't take the foot off the gas until they needed to. Um, now, you don't think – Obviously, 6-0, 6-1 every week is not sustainable. You'd agree with that. However, no, without Lewandowski being able to come out and put on a six-goal performance, does that kind of silence the haters? And it's not like they're playing, you know, um, Hertha Berlin or something. No, this was a team that is in the Champions League this year. I know they finished 10th. They, they won a major trophy last year, and they come out and just actually clown them. Does that yeah. prove something? I think it proves that this Bayern team is as good as as before, and I would argue better. Um, you think about the the summer they had; all the they met, spent a lot of money, but most of that money was on Delit. If you took the Delit number out, they weren't in the top five in spending. Um, they spent smartly, um, free transfer. They spent uh, eighteen and a half on Ryan Gavin Birch. Um, they got. Um, Obviously, they played. They, they paid thirty for the seventeen-year-old from France, Atel, and then they they spent big on Delit. But the 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 money and the transfers that they brought in were were most for the most part affordable. Saudi Umani obviously uh, was was not that expensive for what he is. He comes into this team and and does what he does. He scores in his first game. He scored in the Super Cup as well. And uh, you, you can say everything you want about how Saudi Umani played, how Muller played, how all these guys played. 
They're, he's their their primary goal scorer for this upcoming season. In two games, their best player is Jamal Musiala. And what he's able to do at 19 years old is, is tremendous. So if you look at all of aspects of what Bayern Munich were able to do against a good, a decent Frankfurt side is astounding. And on top of that, they're, the guys that they would, that they would uh, look to as the stars of the team are being outshone, at least for the time being, by a 19-year-old who's got three goals in two games. So I think, I think this is going to be a different team. It's obviously you're not going to have somebody like Robert doing what he does, but I think as a team they're going to be much better. And I think they'll prepare them more so for Champions League matches because, you know, it's, it's no longer – it was never a one-man team, but when one man is basically the goal scorer, um, you know, you can deal with it. But it's going to be even more difficult to deal with three, four, five guys who can score goals for them now. All right, so here's my big question to you. Lewandowski left, obviously. Me and you both wanted him to stay. Family, we're not going to deny that. Um, I'm sure you saw the video. And, I mean, me and you both respect Byron. But for those fans that chanted him, Hollow Madrid, on his way out, remember he came back to take a picture of all the trophies he won. Those fans yeah. that chanted Hollow Madrid, I'm sure you saw that video. Absolute donkeys, am I correct? Yeah, I mean, what they're referencing is he once said that his dream was to play for Real Madrid. So that's that's basically what's be, referenced. But if Bayern fans shouldn't cheer him, you can say I don't like the decision he made. I think it's messed up, but he was an all-time great, and, and I'll, I'll, I will I'll still respect him, even though I don't respect the choice that he made. That's what you. That, if you're a Bayern Munich fan, that's what you need to say. Not not anything besides that. He won every trophy there was to win as your best player. Would you not yeah. agree? Yeah. I mean, period. Uh, no disrespect to Mueller or um, um, Kim H or Leroy Sané or any of those guys. He won it as your best player. Yeah. 100%. And I think they need to show him some respect. I agree with that. Um, I understand the frustration. That's why if you're talking about, what Bayern fans should have said, they should have said something. Because I, I am totally in, with them as far as not liking the decision he made and the behavior that he's put on forth lately is not to be commended or celebrated or anything like that. And you, you can feel offended by that, but you shouldn't be disrespectful as far as what he's done. But in the moment, you, you, I, I'm, I have no problem with them being um, not harsh, but being real about how they how they what he did made them feel as fans, which is fine. I think kind of going that extra step is unnecessary because he is an all-time uh, legend at Bayern and, and uh, one of the all-time greats in Bundesliga history. All right. So if I were to tell you my top four Bayern players of all time right now, and let's see if you agree, it'd be Beckenbauer one, Mueller two, Nur three, and Lewandowski four. Any arguments there? Mueller mean Ged Mueller or Thomas Mueller? Jared Mueller. Hmm. Um, Beckenbauer, I'm probably with you. I don't know my order, by the way. Beckenbauer, Lewandowski, Ged Mueller. Newer. Um, uh, that's hard. Yeah. Sorry. So Beckenbauer, Lewandowski, Ged Mueller, um, uh, 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 Manuel Neuer, and Schweinsteiger. All right. It's hard. It's between the last one. It's between Swinesteiger and Thomas Muller. Um, 
I think Thomas Mueller's legacy can still you can still add to it. Um, so I don't feel comfortable putting him in the top five yet, just because um, he's still got some, some time left. Where pretty much everyone there has either fulfilled their Bayern Munich legacy or, or at the very end. And I do not see um, Thomas Mueller at the very end. All right. If it wasn't for Cobell, the Dortmund keeper, um, uh, I think Bayer went two one. And not only that, Patrick Schaff, by the way, he will not be on Bayer. My prediction by the end of January, and it's nothing against Bayer. I just think at some point, right, answer me this, Elliot. Okay. Yeah. So Dortmund go out there and they bring in a striker that's thirty four years of age from Cologne. Why was Schick not their top target this offseason? After you lose talent. I know he just signed a new contract, but at least at least see what their what their asking price would be. Don't even say I'm interested in Schick. Can we buy him? Don't even say that. Say, look, I know this is a little unorthodox. I'm just asking um, maybe future reference. If you don't want to give me the, the number, it's fine. But what where around what number would you value Patrick Schick? They should at least be trying to have that conversation. Not like we're going to buy him, but we want to know what the price tag is. Because then we look at, at the future, next season, whatever. Um, he did just sign another a contract extension. So I don't think he could probably get out in January. Um, but next summer um, is is an option. And I think um, Chick should be the number one target for any team in the Bundesliga next season. Top top team that is looking for a striker. I think he even the Premier League. I mean, I know me and you aren't the biggest Premier League fans, but could you imagine him on the West Ham side? Yeah, I don't think he would go beneath where he is, and I would consider Leverkusen a, a superior at this moment. Um, but sure. he goes West Ham. It didn't work in Roma, but I'm okay with that. Sometimes certain certain players go to certain clubs that it for whatever reason it didn't work out. And I think. Uh, the signing that Rome, Roma signing him at that time, it didn't make sense because we already had Jekko as our starting striker, and we only played a one-striker system. So it was a, it was a foolish thing to do. He wasn't put in the best position to succeed. He was good at Leipzig, and he's been great at Bayer Leverkusen. And again, he should have had two, no doubt. Um, Kobel is an excellent goalkeeper, and sometimes he's just going to make saves that question your very, like, how did that happen? And that's what happened in that game. Uh, repeatedly, and I think, um, yeah, but I don't think this year, but next year, I think he it's likely he will be gone, um, just because I think he's just too good. And people, people, even, even on some of the other Premier League sides, um, in going into the future, um, you talk Man City got a strike for Chelsea, don't have a number nine, he would be great for a Chelsea team, he'd be great for a lot of teams. he'd be great for Arsenal. No offense, I take Patrick Schick over. Hey Zeus, at this point. Oh yeah, it's not even close. It's not even a conversation. And I know a lot of yeah. our fans are gassing him up. Like it's not even close. So um, I think Schick before Holland would have been an option for Man City. I think, yeah, Schick, Schick is a is a very good striker. He's borderline world class. If he gets a twenty five goal season this year, I think we we can we can put him in that category. Um, and I do again. I stand what I said. I do think he will get the golden boot because we you see what he did in a game where a goalkeeper was so good, and he almost scored twice. If he, if he has that game against anybody else, he's got two, two goals in the bag, and he's with Jamal Musial at the top of the Bundesliga charts. So, yeah, I think he's phenomenal. I think he's fantastic. It didn't work at Roma. That's fine. It's working. It's, it will work regardless of what, what his next team is. But he is 
he's on the verge of, of probably being too good for where he's currently at, even though I think Leverkusen are a very good team. Yeah. Um, so Joshua Gulvalgi from Wolfsburg um, kind of saved their ass at yeah. home, objectively. But if you're Warner, that's a dream start getting promoted back into the Bundesliga, wouldn't you say? Yeah, they played very well. Uh, I mean, I, I had reasons to doubt that they'd be good, but of the promoted sides, they, I think they probably – they look the best probably, right? Yeah, no, I'd agree with that. I mean, that's – you're in Wolfsburg. You're on the road. Um, you come away for 2-2 draw, um, you know, and I, I, I hate to rip on my boy because he's from here, but they finally got real goal scorers instead of Josh Sargent. Yeah, and they have more than one. I, I didn't think – because I, I had doubts of whether they could they, – the, the the strikers from the past year that they could do it in the Bundesliga. The, the first goal that they scored, absolute rocket launcher. I mean, Krug? just – yeah, what I'm a hit. Name, right? Yeah, yeah they, you're, you're right. Um, and then they scored two minutes later. And, again, as someone who – Wolfsburg is – I don't really have, like, a team in Germany, but it's a team that I, I want to do well. Um, but so it was just same old Wolfsburg for me because they, they take the lead and – Again, uh, to her pal at Bologna, or who used to be at Bologna, Matthias Svanberg, one of Bologna's best players the last two years, gets his debut, who threads in uh, Lucas Machea, scores that first goal, and it looks like all new Wolfsburg. And then they have they're the better team for most of that that, that point until they until those two goals went in, and it just like the whole thing collapsed. But Warner, I was like, you know what? They play they're playing really well. They don't look like scrubs. They look like a team that again, it's one game. But they look like a team if 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 they put their minds to it could could survive, and uh, I thought they played really well through the whole game. And Wolfsburg pushing at the end, they got their goal, and they almost got another one. But I think they have to be very happy with coming away with a point, especially as a new promoted team in Wolfsburg. We know how much those fans love their club, um, so I think it's a tough it's a tough thing thing to swallow for Wolfsburg because they should have they should have handled that game better. But with what uh, what Warner was able to do, I, I, I was very impressed and su- took me by surprise that they did so well. All right, her for Berlin put me to sleep, man. I mean, what a boring derby. I mean, yeah. I know they scored towards the edge, but what a snooze fest. Um, wasn't even close. I thought Union should have had at least two or three more. I actually win the game three one. Um, our Hertha, you're right now. Obviously, with Freiburg. Did you did to Osberg? I mean, you have to have a lot of questions if you're an Osberg fan too. But are Herfer right bottom of the table? Yeah, I, I'm trying. The thing is with with Hertha Berlin, I'm trying to think of where the points are going to come from. And we know no team is going to get zero points. But I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what how they're going to get points at all, like against anybody. They looked bad. They just defended and waited for her for Union Berlin to score goals. It I looks like there's the union striker is gonna is looks like he can do the job up top, which is good. They got they got two more goals after that and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I think Hertha they, they defend pretty well. I wouldn't say they're great, but they do well enough. Um, Plattenhardt at left back, and then you have uh, Boyata in the, in the middle of, of central defense. I think those two guys are good players um, that I, unfortunately are, are on a horrible team because I, I don't know where else they I don't know where you get your goals from and. Again, Luca Bacchio scored last uh, this year, um, this last game, and if he continues to do well, I don't think he's going to be there in January. 
So you're at risk of losing probably your only goal scoring threat. Because outside of Luca Bacchio, I don't see anybody else who can score goals in this team. So it's basically going to, if he stays the whole season, he'll, he'll be the primary goal scorer. And depending on how many he scores will depend on how poorly they do. But yeah, I, I'm trying to think of the Bundesliga team that they could actually beat. And I can't think of anybody. I think Luka Bakia, though, I think he's gone in January. I think he's definitely gone in January. He was at Wolfsburg on last I mean, year. Um, and he did well. I think he had four or five last year. Um, there's no sense in him him wanting to stick around if if he's got an option to, to go somewhere else. Yeah. I mean, why be loyal to a team that's going to be played in the second division next year? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I was not impressed with this match. Um, Union just tore his reds. Um, yeah, we expect that, though. They, it's, it's Berlin is red. It just is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know the history is with the blue side of it, but it's 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 just red, full stop. Yeah, which, I mean, it's funny you say that because it's been forever since. I don't even know the last time Union was even in the Champions League race. Uh, they, let's talk they, about that a little more. Could they qualify for maybe the conference league spot this year? Yeah, I expect them to. Um, I think again, it's it's all it's all it's going to be those three teams. It's going to be between them, Mainz, and Cologne. Um, again, Mainz, we did not see their star striker play in that first game, um, but still won the game dramatically, but still won the game. Um, so when he gets back into the team, how they're going to look, that's a big question for me. Um, Cologne, I think they have – they played well against Schalke, um, and I think they, they, they have a potential to do two good things this year. And um, But Union Berlin, I would say, among those three, has the best chance of them because I think, uh, for one, they're well coached. For second, I think, you know, they lost their strikers last year. Their top two goal scorers the last, uh, I don't know, eight, 12 months. Um, but the rest of the team is good. They have good defense. The goalkeeper is just okay. Uh, I think they create chances um, for for their strikers, and it looks like the striker that they they brought in is gonna is is capable of doing the job. So I'm not worried too much about that. I think they are a top team, and and they'll lose some games, but I do really think that they are a, a Europe European team. They're in the Europa League this year. Last year they're in Conference League, um, and I'm I see them continuing to play in Europe. All right, very good. Um, Dominic Drexler, dickhead today. Absolute <laughs> boneheaded decision, getting himself sent off. Um, I will say, though, um, Walter's goal, that header in the 76th minute, um, beautiful. Uh, Schalke still lose, though, as expected, 3-1. Um, it's going to yeah. be a struggle this year. First of all, I expect them to get 15. But there's going to be a lot of ugly matches like this. And people yeah. need to quit sleeping on clone. Because I'm telling you right now, they have a chance to qualify for me. Not only that, I think they have the best shot to win the conference league this year. Don't be surprised if they're lifting that trophy up. Yeah, I'd say that's. I would say, I would say Fiorentina and Colonna should be the two favorites going into it. Yeah, I mean, as a Schalke supporter, um, I'm just happy they're back in the Moon League. It's where they belong. Um, I'm happy they got a goal today. I think that's huge. I do think the key on their survival this year is going to be goal differential. Um, so they need to at least nick one or two if they're going to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they just can't play scared. No, you're right. I think, again, I think we'll see a, a fuller team next week because 
I, I, I like Poulter. I think Schalke, not to be honest, Schalke as a collective did not play very well. Um, I know Poulter uh, may not have had uh, scored the goals he might have wanted to tonight, but I do think that he did play well. And you can see him getting 10 to, to 15 this season, which is good. You have that in your bag. Um, the rest of the team I'm a little concerned with. Uh, I don't like what I see a lot of the other places. Um, but the inclusion of Jordan uh, Clarks, uh, sorry, not Jordan Clarkson, uh, Jordan Larson. Um, Good yeah, uh, he he didn't score that many goals last year, but you take out the loan deal. Um, his previous two years at, uh, I think, Spartak Moscow, I think he had a 20-goal season and a 15-goal season. So, it's again, it's not Bundesliga, but, you know, neither is the Swiss League. And we saw uh, Jordan – uh, Quachawan um, score in his debut. So um, I do think that Jordan Larson um, coming in is huge. It, it, I'm curious, though, how they're going to play it with, with him and, um, and Poulter. As we know, Poulter can go out wide as a winger, or are they going to play them together as a two? I'm, I'm not sure. But, but him coming in gives them more options than I thought they were going to have. Because what I said before is they just need one striker to get them 15, and I think they got that already. But in the, the inclusion of Jordan um, Larson, I think it gives them another option. That I think they'll they'll be they'll be much sharper over the next couple um, weeks, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks they don't have something off in the first half because I don't think that helped them either. Yeah, do you think that you think they'll survive this year? I, I still think they survive. Um, uh, Werner um, is uh, is interesting. I don't know. If it's sustainable, but I'm I'm kind of opening my mind to other after the first week. Osberg looked, looked terrible, so Osberg maybe takes that spot instead. So it really comes down to who is going to get relegated instead. And if if I can if I can formulate someone else to do that, I think they'll still survive. Yeah, I, it, it is going to be a nerve-wracking season this year, though. Also, Shalfa, get your U.S. shipping together. I do want to buy your products. Just saying, you know. Um, but that's another story for a different time. Um, they do have a good kit this year. Goldbacks added it and getting rid of the, that awful gas problem, Russian logo. Yeah. Um, so that's my positives from Schalke. The kits look nice. We scored a good goal, and they're back in the Bundesliga. Yeah, I think that's good. I think I thought the coach handled the game well. I know they didn't win, but I thought adjusting to the red card, I think he did well. Um, and I think he found a way for, for Sebastian Poulter to – I know they didn't win, but he found ways to put him in good positions to be dangerous. And I think that's the important thing. And, and again, it, it just comes down to how they're going to handle um, Larson um, next week if, if he's available and see how they're going to do it with Poulter and Larson. But that's – I mean, my takeaway from that is I, I think uh, um, Poulter obviously is, is the, the big – Strong suit, and also I think the coach handled it was a it was a tough game to go into. I think he handled it pretty well, and the third goal, obviously being ranked as an own goal, was unfortunate as well because it, it's not like the goalkeeper could have done anything about it. Yeah. All right, uh, Freiburg the surprise of the week, four uh, 0 away to Osberg. Yeah, uh, I mean they had chances in that first half to do some stuff, weren't, weren't able to do it. Because my big question going into this game is, are they for real? Because we know what they did last year. Um, can they do it again? And my answer from that is is yes. Because I know it's Osberg. They scored four goals in the second half. And I, I believe there were two goals that were disallowed. Um, two of the goals came from their debut since, um, which is, you know, really important. 
Um, on top of that, um, they just looked both unplayable in the second half. And, and I know Osberg may not be great, a great team, but, and they looked horrible, but, but they, they got ripped to shreds in that second half. And I think three of those goals came in 10 minutes or something like that. And then they, they kind of got the foot off the gas, but still, still kept going. And, um, I think that's also a testament of how, uh, Christian Strife has done there. Um, again, right, he's been there forever. He's been there since 2011. He's been a, he's been associated with with uh, with Friber since 2007. He knows the algorithm of this team, and he knows how to get his his teams in good position. And uh, I think he's going to be an outstanding uh, a coach this season. I think his team is is really sharp. And again, they don't may not have superstars, but they have some real sharp players that are going to. You know, they're going to make things very interesting on uh, some of the other top teams in this league. Yeah, um, I, I'm excited to see the rest of the, the rest of the season. I only watched about half this game. I watched the second half. Um, so from what I saw, I can't really say anything positive about Osberg. But man, could you imagine if Freiburg just goes on a little run the first half? They're right on Byron's tail. Not saying they're going to win the league or anything. I mean, I'm not going that far. But would it be? exciting if we just got let's say January they're like five points off the top of the table could you see something like that happening yeah I think so um it's possible they were on the cusp of Champions League last year they missed out last day of the season which is obviously brutal then they lost the cup final to the team that beat them to the to the Champions League spot um but we've seen them take down big teams so I I, I do think they have the consistency I think um I'm not really too concerned about what Freiburg would do. I think they're their top side and they'll continue to play well. And and I could see them pushing the top. They're not going to win the league, but I, I could see them making the Champions League if one of these teams um, come up short. I would think that would be Dortmund um, because I think Leverkusen still outplayed them significantly, even though they lost. Um, but I, I do think that they have an opportunity to do it. I would still say they probably come in fifth. Um, but they're in the Europa League this year as well. And I would say... It really depends, but I think they could be one of the. Uh, they could be a dark horse for the for the final as well. So I think there's a lot of optimism. If I were there, I'd go for the Europa League. I mean, I would too. I would say there are some other teams in there that would that that would be difficult for them. But I think for the most part, they should feel good about the majority of the teams in that competition that they can beat them. Yeah. Hey. By the way, so on the likes me now because I do agree with you. I think they. Going back to Freiburg for another second, I, I do think I do think they should feel feel confident every single time they play that they yeah. could beat, beat whoever they're playing, including Byron. Yeah, they don't have superstars. They have they have good players. They have very good players. Some of maybe borderline superstars. Um, the dis well, I like to call him the the most disrespected talent in the world. Um, uh, Vincenzo Grifo with a cracking free kick to, to kind of to start the goal scoring party and then they just kept riding with it. Obviously uh, he's Italian international, never gets called up ever. Um, he's got, I think he's played nine games and he scored five goals, but he never gets called up. Um, but he, I think he is borderline superstar um, at least to some extent in this team. And if, if he can get things going with the pieces around him, I think they're going to be, they're going to be very tough. All right. Um, so your boy, Cuckoo, Christopher and Cuckoo starts off the scoring. For life's sake, in the eighth minute, um, I was thinking, all right, here we go. Title chase is on. Um, Stuttgart, their their backs are against the wall. I know they're a decent team. You know, I mean, I, I was thinking around. Um, that's just what I think of life's sake, and I know a lot of people hate them. Uh, really stalled out after that. Only were able to manage a one-one draw. 
Yeah, I think uh, it was tough. The first they had they had momentum driving them the whole time, and then and then when they they conceded, it kind of didn't happen. And then that entire second half, they're going crazy. We can't can't find the back of the net. The goalkeeper saving everything. Um, I, I think they didn't uh, they didn't expect anything in the midfield because I had said before the season they had absolutely nothing in the midfield. But um, Hamada, I think is his name, that comes in, scores his first ever goal as a um, not just in the Bundesliga, but in, in professional football. Um, only twenty years old, and he scored the goal, but he also was terrific pretty much the entire game. And I really liked the way, what he had. And, and you saw Sasha Kalajic come into it a, a bit as well and, and showing that they have some really nice pieces there um, that may not be a, a season, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, I thought they handled the game well. Leipzig did. They, they, they did not play their best, but they put themselves in and they just were unable to do it. Um, defensively, I thought they were really sharp. I thought David Rom on his debut did offer a lot in the attack, but also contributed in a defensive way that I don't think anyone really expected. Um, I thought they played well. We're unfortunate to concede the goal to begin with, but um, after the second half comes, they were really aggressive. It's in Cuckoo and Silva and Olmo pushing the, the tempo constantly, but they, can't, they just can't get through a Florian Muller who just felt like nothing could get past them. And it's, it's a poor result. But long-term ambitions, I'm not really concerned about um, what Leipzig will do this season. But I think it was that it didn't get off to the best stars, and they should be disappointed not to have gotten all three points, even away from home at the Mercedes-Benz Arena. Still, they should have won this game, I think. And but sometimes you just go up against a goalkeeper that's that's just unstoppable. But again, still, they should have won this game. Uh, I completely agree, and it, it's disappointing. Obviously, we're going to have a title race this year. I mean, people don't get the Bundesliga enough credit. It'll be exciting towards the end. The Champions League places, they have the best run for it towards the end. And, you know, I like it's not just Man City and Liverpool. You know, we're going to be cops. You know, obviously, yeah. you know, Byron's going to be there. Byron's going to be one of the top two. But you don't know who number two is. And you don't know who's going to knock them off. Because, let's be honest, it's the most they want. There's a lot of things that can happen over 34 matches. Yeah, last year, Cologne went from – or not Cologne, sorry – Union Berlin went from we're making the Europa League to oh now we're in the Conference League to then the Europa League because they had they had conceded a goal and Freiburg had tied against Leverkusen meaning Freiburg would finish fifth they would finish sixth so they'd be going conference or whatever the case may be and then obviously then they score at the very end of that that game to to con- to basically say okay we're going to Europa League then um, so it's it's there's a lot of stuff that happened last day of the season we saw Hertha Berlin go up two 0 against Dortmund nearly survive or, you know, mathematically survive not having to go through the playoff. And then so a lot of things can happen at the end. And I think we always see a Champions League contender in the, in Germany that no one expects. Um, I don't see that happening this year because I think I think the top four or five are too strong. But we might see a a surprise in that in that race, which is always exciting. So it's not just about, oh, Bayern's going to win the league. It's about all, the whole league. You can't judge a league based on its champion and based on its top two, top three, whatever the case may be. And I think that's that's, a, that's something that a lot of people just don't understand when they when they break down the Bundesliga. But we'll have a title race. I think in the end, I think Bayern will pull away at the end and probably have an eight-point gap at the top. Um, but I also think the, the races for Europe are going to be exciting. Yeah, very good. Um, two more questions to get to, and then I'm going to ask you a couple of fun questions, um, as we usually did end our show. But Mont- Borussia Mönchengladbach 
played Hoffenheim. Now, you said you were worried where the goals are going to come from. Um, are you still a little bit worried about where the goals are going to come from? Because they did put three in the back of the net. Yeah, they did. But I'm, my, my concern is, you know, nice. Nice. That, that it is, I'm glad that they were able to, to, um, to con- convert. It's not just converting. The goals that they didn't score also were, were, were on target. They were down the pipe. They were, they were in a, in a difficult situation for Hoffenheim to deal with. I, I liked that they, they played well. I liked that they converted in front of goal. I liked that they won the game. Um, but it is one game. And if you're asking, am I still concerned? I, yeah, I would be because I need to see them do it consistently. And last season, they, they, had, they, were, had, they had a great game in front of goal twice in 34 games. So because of that, we still have to proceed with caution, but it was a very promising start for Gogbach who um, do have a team that could do some things, but we just have to see it on a regular basis. But it, it was a very promising start to their season and, and I hope it continues, but we have to see more for, for any, for any of us to really say that it's not a concern anymore, I, but I, I am happy with how it went. Hoffenheim, um, they take the lead in the 25th minute, but then they could see three times. Where is Hoffenheim feeling this season? Because they they're a very confusing club. Yeah, I think the three conceded goals has to do with David Rom uh, switching his colors for Leipzig colors. We saw what he did in the Leipzig game, even though they didn't win the game, uh, what he contributed in the defense, what he contributed in the attack. And what I saw from Hoffenheim is there was no threat on the left side anymore. And that's, ex- that's a lot of what they did last season. Um, and I, I'm a little concerned with that because somebody has to do something on that side or they're in trouble. However, I, I, I'd really like to see the, uh, the, the emergence ag- again with uh, Georgina Ruter, who played a really good game. So it's, it can either go a few ways. They can overachieve. They can make Europe like they should. Or they'll have a, they'll have a good run of form um, throughout the season, and at the at the absolutely worst time, they'll start dropping points and, and falling out. Um, so they went from fifth; they went from like three points out of the Champions League to ninth very quickly, and that would be the concern. But I do think the team is better than some of the other teams that might be in this conversation. Um, I think they're better than Union Berlin. Uh, they're better than, than Cologne. They're better than Mainz. They're better than Frankfurt. They're better than Glockbach. They're better than those teams. But it, but again, it's, it's one of those things where, like, if they go f- forward with this, they need to be consistent. And if, if we see inconsistent, they could dial down really quickly and fall out of those spots, but they should be pushing for top five, top six finish. But it's just hard to say because they're a hard team to read, as you said. Yeah, all right. So VFL Bucham played Mines. Uh, Mines close to the conference league last year. Uh, mm-hmm. Mid table team. Mines wins 2 1. Kind of a snooze fest. I'll be honest. At, 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 the, at the first half, it was. Second half, I thought it, it picked up some steam. Um, some great goals in this game in the first half. Um, the Bookham uh, goal from Stroger was was elite. Um, Mainz uh, with um, uh, I forgot his name, Oniasu, um, scores that first goal to keep it kind of back and forth, and then obviously he he, he nicks the winner in the end. Um, not uh, not the most thrilling game. Um, 
I would say the most exciting game this week was probably Wolfsburg uh, and um, and Werner, but I think it was still an, an, uh, there was drama attached to it. It was still somewhat exciting, um, but uh, Mainz just pulls away at the end. I think these are two teams that are Mainz should have done better with this. I think Bochum's a good team, not going to be relegated, but I think Mainz should have probably t- taken it over earlier, put it away. Um, but uh, as I said before, uh, Jordan Burkwright, uh, uh, Burkhart was not available. Um, he was, I, I don't know if he's, if he's dealing with an injury or suspension, but he wasn't, um, he didn't play the game, meaning their top, their top uh, striker this season um, is, um, was not, was not there. So I think that that changes a lot of things. And when he gets into the team, I think there will be a much more dangerous team um, that maybe would have handled this game better, but, they dealt with the circumstances that they were handed with and and nearly nearly dropped a point, but ends up winning in the end. So it's good for minds to, for, for good morale and optimism going forward. But but we'll see what this team is made of really when uh, when we see Jordan in the team. All right, very good. So that's um, our game reviews for the week. Uh, now I have a couple questions for you. Who impressed you most this uh, this opening week? Um. Oh, let's see here. I, I can't get away from the Friedberg explosion in the second half. I know they played Osberg, um, but I think that they've been the most impressive team. I mean, Bayern's been the most impressive team, but they're Bayern Munich and, and so on and so forth. But, but So that was really impressive. But if we're talking outside of that, I would say I would say Freiburg, the way they, they handle that second half, and, and they look like a really, really dangerous team this season. Um, and there were, there were a few other teams that, that took, took me by surprise, but, but if you're talking about the, the team that was the most impressed to, to me outside of Munich, it would be, it would be Freiburg because uh, it went from four, it went from nil, nil to four nil in like five minutes. It felt like. All right. Your biggest disappointment this week. Um, Dortmund. I mean, I know they won their game. They looked flat. They looked pathetic. They looked like they, they were lucky to go to score in the first place. Um, defensively, they they were better, but and they had obviously great contributions in goal. But it's difficult because they played so poorly. Uh, Leverkusen were, were excellent in that game. Schick on another day gets two, and they lose that game. And you know they're at home and they're excited that they won the game. But but it, there is cause for concern because that was not very good. All right, finally, who's your donkey of the week? Um, mine's easily. Wait, go go ahead. Mine's Draxler for getting sent off like a dickhead in the beginning, in the 35th minute of your first game back in the Bundesliga. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, I think the refereeing too was pretty shocking this week, which is and weird I, because because I'm not one to complain about the refs, but it looked like every time we were out there, it looked like they had, they had cloned uh, German Mike Dean in every single match. Yeah, which is weird because German refereeing is usually is I think pretty good con- uh, compared to uh, the other leagues, which is is a bit surprising. Um, I mean, I, I it's kind of a cop out because they're awful, but Hertha Berlin were bad. I I mean, I don't I knew they I had them finishing bottom anyways, but for them not to even. I mean, it's 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 difficult because remember that season with Schalke with 18 points. Yeah. I don't see 18 points in this team. I'm really having a hard time doing it. 
And if Luca Bacchio is leaving, in, if he leaves in January, I don't know. I'm sure there are going to be other people who score. But if that's how they show up in a derby where you have all the extra motivation in the world, I, I have a hard time thinking how they're going to show up in a, you know, a, a game that's not um, – that's that's le- that's less important, or not less important, but but that it doesn't have that rivalry element to it. They couldn't show up against their rivals, so I've I've really have a, I have long term um, concerns about what how they're how they're going to just put the ball in the back of the net, and I think that's a big issue. I agree. Well, that's all we have for today, folks. Um, join us next. I think we're going to do this every Sunday or Monday. Why don't you say for the yeah for the yeah. time. Yeah, we should. I think that should be yeah. about right. Yeah. So this is going to come out probably either Sunday night or you're here at Monday morning. Um, expect us to be daily for the 34 weeks of the greatest football league in the world, the Bundesliga. <laughs> um, and yeah, we got the World Cup coming up too. Yeah, in November. It's, it's weird this year that it's in the middle of the, the year. Um, if only we had a, a, a World Cup location that was not totally toxic and, and all that <laughs> but you know it is what it is we, we deal with what we got and and uh yeah <laughs> so strange strange season it's going to be but it's all right yep all right well we'll talk to you all next time bye-bye